So, about that Halo Infinite stuff. Yeah, the uh, one of the main leakers uh, that's pushing the news to start backpedaling hard. He's like, no, 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 it's not actually happening now on Monday. I got an updated info that uh, the, something's happening on Monday, but it's not a launch of the thing. And mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, dig up. Keep digging up. Yeah, so as as we record this on Saturday, the, the thing currently alighting along Twitter is that on Monday for the Xbox showcase or whatever, there's supposed to be a stealth drop of that wraps Halo up for this show there's uh, a pringles website there's a pringles halo promo website that was just fine that has a deadline for monday it's like okay that's out of field to the fire so it's not just smoke up people's asses even though that's enough to get people going these days there was something else not just some random guy although it's a funny timing the uh the sign track has apparently leaked there's some dodgy af guy uh trying demand money for it on telegram but uh you put up a a single track uh that's new on youtube for a leak and uh it sounds like a halo track we'll we'll put links in the show notes for this stuff uh if it still exists by the time this shows up uh and this will go out <laughs> i guess monday so time will tell if we are totally wrong or totally right or these leakers were just making nonsense or not but even aside from the leaks uh there's been uh, a lot of recent uh, campaign stuff. We got yeah. IGN and uh, Game Informer and a bunch of other places got access to the first chunk of the campaign. Um, and this isn't apparently the, if you really care about spoilers, the, the Game Informer thing gives away, quote unquote, too much for some people. Uh, in terms of like actually showing literally the beginning of the the campaign and stuff, but for the most part, it's it's less uh, specific story details um, and more just explanations of stuff that we sort of kind of knew um, and better details about what was there. Um, but there were a few things I thought were interesting. Um, one of the things that they really do is they we knew it wasn't going to be an quote unquote open world game. Um, but the descriptions to me, I don't know about what you guys thought, but to me, it really sounded sort of like ODST two in sort of like you have these hub hub sections where you can freely explore. Um, and then Mm -hmm. they have specific missions, uh, because they, they mentioned that the interior halo, quote-unquote dungeons as they call them are much more i guess classic halo linear affairs um and then as you explore you can find you go to new areas and you can fly over to the old areas and stuff like that i mean i always i always anticipated this game was going to be closer to like odst and gears 5 than like a an ubisoft game or a gta game so this this all sounds pretty gameplay wise it sounds like it's going to be good to me yeah, and I, I definitely, the one concern I had going into it was that it was, please don't be like an Ubisoft or even something like The Witcher 3, where like, oh my god, there's so many icons on this screen. Like, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> um, and here, because uh, they go into it, so you have the forward operating bases, so you capture those, those become your fast travel points um, on these these little chunks of the broken ring. Um and you can go around and do side missions that give you valor um, and that 
upgrade your stuff um but the main stuff like the spartan cores like getting the grapple shots and all those abilities are tied to the the actual campaign stuff you have to do to progress the story so you can't miss anything you can just get fancier stuff um for instance uh the boss fights like some of them have unique weapons and you can uh call in some of those weapons uh or there's stuff like we saw in the insider beta that there are loot caves uh with stuff scattered around to find things uh which all sound great to me um like ooh i will do this pleasant diversion because i don't feel like i have to grind a million things um and i can ignore it when i just want to get on with the story instead of spending 30 hours doing side stuff. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, fun with ODST just doing the open world segment on Mombasa Streets, so I'm, I'm really hoping they're able to channel that into something for Infinite along those lines. Well, and if you, if you think about it, like there was not a lot in Halo 3 ODST. Like Mombasa Streets was cut and pasted oh, oh, no, stuff no, no. that... <laughs> Like, just had some enemies and anime caches, and it was still really fun to do. So if you you have the core gameplay, like, there's a lot you can get away with, and they're obviously being much more ambitious because this is a big-scale title. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, some other little things that we got. Uh, skirmishers are coming back, which I did not have on my bingo card at all. Um, <laughs> I always found them annoying and dumb, but some people are very happy. I wouldn't say I'm happy. I'm 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 happy that there's a little that much more variety, you know. Mhm. Yeah. I'm guessing there of course the excitement of people like, "Oh man, there are skirmishers immediately turned into, but where are my drones, you cowards?" Uh we're not getting drones. Guys. <laughs> uh I guess we get the uh we're getting whatever skim- the skimmers list. instead. Skimmers, yes. Um you'll get your skimmers and you'll like it. Did you read in their uh, Inside Infinite their logic for having the skimmers instead of the drones? Oh, I didn't see that it was actually explicitly mentioned. Pray tell. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, well, they were they were talking. They looked at drones and how they played, and they thought that they were a little too disruptive to gameplay because you had to look significantly up because they were like genuinely flying enemies, you know. So their idea, we'll see how it goes, but their idea with skimmers is that they, you know, skim along closer so that they're still along like the the horizontal gameplay plane that you would normally be shooting. Yeah, they're still blowing by the axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's fair. Mm. Well, I definitely the worst part of ODST is going through that hive and then you hit the uh, shielded, the shielded <laughs> ones on legendary. That's the that's the tough part of yes. ODST that I always hate replaying. So uh, that's what we, everybody wanted more drone variants. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I want them to show up just like from a story standpoint and stuff. I don't want to be forgotten. I mean, same thing with skirmishers. I guess if skirmishers are in the game, I guess that gives me a slightly higher chance that Chol Vaughn from Mortal Dictata comes back at some point because they haven't forgotten about skirmishers. Mm-hmm. So I'll take what I can get. Um, and there's not too much uh, plot stuff, but they, they do sort of have the... They give the opening cinematic, which uh, details how Chief ends up where he is. There were lots of people upset because they think that the Infinity has been destroyed in a classic 343 
wraps up fan favorite characters or whatever in the first mission thing which I can understand the the concern. (laughs) I understand the concern. I'm not particularly concerned that the infinity has been tossed into the sun or whatever. Um, See, yeah, he hasn't been jeweled or anything either. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm gen, I like to think I'm not, I didn't, I like to think I didn't overreact, but I definitely am one of those people that's, you know, a little concerned about that, but you know, we'll see how things go with the action, with the actual game. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not a great track record, so I can understand people being a little concerned. Um, but yeah, they did bring down Infinity in Halo 4, at, albeit gently, and it got back up fine. So I think... <laughs> as as, gen- as gently as you can. <laughs> yeah, just just tap it in. tap yeah. I, um, I, I have seen the um, idea floated around that if it has crash-landed on Zeta Halo, that it could potentially be like a, a, hub, a hub for... Uh, the UNSC at one point. Yeah, and that would actually be interesting. tie into some of the original ideas for Halo 5 where Infinity was a hub world. So I would totally... I would love to actually go through chunks of it um, free roam. That'd be really cool. Uh, it would be it would be tough because it's basically a floating city, but hey, let me, let me add it. I would totally go for that. Um, also... This is the ten-year plan or whatever. Who knows what DLC stuff we'll get in the future? So, I would not. I understand the concern, but for now, I think it doesn't make sense to freak out yet. But we do basically get the the confirmation, which we already sort of knew from the uh, the scenes we've seen. That once Chief wakes up, he goes jumps into a brute ship, and it's the classic Halo One. Uh, Halo 4 style, you start with a tight ship-based combat, and then you transition to your giant, wide-open world after you've learned the sandbox, um, which is totally fine. It's, once again, not an original plan, but we know it works. Um, And then the only other thing I brought up was that they have, uh, they had shots of Cortana handing over, or Halsey, uh, handing over Cortana to Chief for the first time. Uh, and I was complaining uh, in our Slack about Danny that I they keep on... 343's big problem with me with Cortana is they keep on forgetting that she's a computer. Um, and so she's got a the coloring. She's back to being purple. Uh, and she's very much closer to her uh, combat, combat Evolved look but she's not transparent. Um, <laughs> and Halo 1's Cortana was mostly not there as much as she was. Um, so it's not not entirely... I'm not sold on the look of it. Um, but eh. Yeah, this, the, the look of both her and Halsey seemed a little weird in that scene to me. Yeah, I think I think it's just... Ever since they, they took over and after they had their, their thing with... Halo 4, uh, Kenneth Scott, Cortana, they've been trying to walk back how naked she is, and I respect that. I, I like but... how in Halo 5, they went, uh, they went like, complete polar opposite. They they overdressed her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, that's just completely uh, going the opposite direction. That'll make them happy, right? But this this scene, uh, the only other interesting or thing to note about the scene, besides me kvetching about minor visual details, uh Although it's it's interesting that they are. That's what, hey, hey, if we don't complain about small stuff, we're not Halo fans. 
That, that includes me. <laughs> True. But it's also, it's, it's interesting that they, the going back to our coloring is actually useful in this game because they are having the weapon be blue um, in her little uh, UNSC jumpsuit thing. So it definitely helps clarify. We're obviously going to see them I, I definitely, and they do not want people to be confused yeah. about who is who. I do, I do like the visual contrast that we saw in the uh, campaign trailer a few weeks ago, showing the you know purple Cortana. I, I do like the the color palette difference between her and the weapon. Mm-hmm. And, oh yes, yeah. uh, yeah. they definitely they. I mean, we kind of already knew it from the weapon and just her her much more sunshiny naivete, but they. The the details given in the 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 IGN and stories basically make it sound like yeah they did not inform her about diddly squat she was really only given to this minor mission and now uh, did not really come with parameters after that uh, so she is going to be hopefully the audience surrogate learning about stuff uh, as we go awfully convenient doesn't it mm-hmm. they have an audience surrogate in the uh, in the main thrust yeah. of that of the action yeah that's how you need it. No, it's 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 really funny that like you know for years a lot of Halo fans have speculated on like if if like what Cortana said in Halo Four was going to come to pass about like the Master Chief getting a new Cortana model, and now we are. But like for years, I always assumed that like um, the personality difference was that the new AI would be like colder and less human than Cortana was, and it seems like they kind of went the opposite way with the weapon to make her like more. Uh, more naive and more human than Cortana was. Mm-hmm. Less, yeah, less actually, yeah. and uh, filling a different role. Um, and the the meeting of Chief and Cortana. I mean, it's. I hope it's just sort of being impressionistic because once again, I'm sad if they they overwrite uh, Nylon's contributions. None of the dialogue is at anything like uh, what Halsey says. Uh, in the fall of reach when he hands over Cortana. So yeah, that was a little to me personally. Some people have pointed out that the dialogue is somewhat similar to what her dialogue was in the fall of reach comics, actually. Hmm. All right. Well, I try and forget about the fall of reach comics, but <laughs> not as much as I want to forget about the fall of reach video, but you know, yeah, the animation. Yeah, yeah. But, we don't need to talk about that if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So, any anything else on these campaign previews you want to touch on? Uh, well, I like I said, I've got I've had my concerns with how you know three four three was gonna continue past Halo Five, given you know the uh, Halo 5's obvious like near universal negative reception. I'm almost a little afraid they would. I knew they were gonna have to pivot away from some of their story decisions for like regarding the created and stuff. Uh, and they should they should a little, but I'm I'm hoping they pivot away the right way. I don't know if the switching gears to like the banished uh, and stuff like that is going to you know gel when you look at the series as a whole. But mm-hmm. I I like the banished. I like some of the ideas they're doing. Uh, I have my concerns about others. I guess we'll just have to see yeah. when the game actually comes out. But I'm 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 fairly optimistic. See, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried that the average casual Halo player that doesn't have the nuance of our incredibly long years of paying attention to this stuff will appreciate all these proper nines fighting proper nines and oh my god they're proper nine it's uh see it's, 
a mess. Okay. Oh, I think it's a mess for a casual player. Well, that's that's one of the interesting things that got brought up was uh, I think IGN's reviewer, she specifically thought that she didn't think the game would be that accessible for new players, which is always an interesting, tough thing for people like us to talk about, even games journalists. Like, we're people who care about games and focus on it. Like, I personally feel like so-and-so is going to get this game and they know they are Cyborg Master Chief John Halo <laughs> and yep. the suit jacks him <laughs> off and I'm here to shoot aliens yep. and they're going to shoot aliens. Yeah, so I feel like that level of, I mean, they won't care about the story or understand the story, but I also don't necessarily think that's an obstacle. Um, especially now that they've made the campaign is paid uh, and the multiplayer isn't, so you aren't going to even have those people dropping in necessarily. I, I do want to point out, um, on our Halo story, on our FAQ, um, our FAQ, the first question is clarifying whether or not the, the suit jacks Master Chief off. Yeah, people ask it. It's amazing what one tweet and a fake one book river. thing can do. Yeah, one river, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely... Considering that, I think, I think overall, even if you agree or disagree with some of the pivots, I think three four three's overarching issue as a development studio has been that they are so reactive to negative feedback that they sort of they react too much and end up uh, sort of bothering and or pissing off everyone because they they move away from the stuff that some people liked and few people didn't. Um, and so I definitely appreciate, like with the the other stuff, um, being concerned about that. The the previews all mentioned. Um, I don't think. I mean, especially if the leaks we've gotten of the story overview are true, I don't think it looks likely that a we are either dealing with all the creative stuff in this game, or at least on its initial release, I guess, uh, or they're totally tossing it away at the same time. Um, they mention. Well, here, here's a question. Here's a question, right? Would you guys be satisfied if you play through the campaign and at the end of the campaign you still don't know what happened to Cortana? Would Would you guys be satisfied with that? I think it depends. I, I think I, it's I, one of those things where everyone, quote unquote, everyone, uh, got upset at the time with Halo 2's cliffhanger, but it never really bothered me that much, and that I felt like I got a big story, even if it didn't, quote unquote, conclude. But some people are going to be bothered about that, and I can understand either way. When it, when it comes to stories, any even a bad idea can be executed well. So I don't want to blanketly say that like I will or won't be disappointed without playing it. But obviously, uh, yeah, yeah, nuances in the details yeah, yeah. for sure. Right, not right. But I I would say unless it's pulled off really well, I would be annoyed if we still don't have you know those answers regarding Cortana by the end of the game. See, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that there is a, a portion of the fan base, the knowledgeable fan base, right? So not, not the ignorant casual guys, but the, the, the folks at our encampment. Uh, those guys, some of those guys will have expectations from, say, I know, Halo Wars 2 ending, Halo 5. And I think unless they get something, unless there's something there to satisfy that particular beat, infinite like, like solidly satisfying to that audience i think we might see some kickback yeah 
I mean, it's it's also tough now because we're in uncharted eh, uncharted territory in terms of games as a service. We don't know when or how the next story is going to come out. So it's it's tough to yeah, say. Yeah, like, will we get will we get more campaign in a year's time? Will there be like like you know? Be well, like, we still what, have to wait what's, what's, three what's years back? for the next big thing, even if it's in infinite. Yeah, so it's yeah. This Master Chief that's going to take for three years at the end again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't want them to go away for three, four years again. Like that's a, an agonizing long wait for a life service game. Like that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah. I would assume they're going to have to do like some something with campaign. I think it's up in the air, and if they're it's it's going to be annoying if instead of like one significant like campaign continuation, they just do like a bunch of little stuff that doesn't really add up to much. Yeah, well, it's sort of like uh, Halo Wars Two was the first time you got campaign DLC, and like the Operation mm-hmm. Spearbreaker or whatever was totally irrelevant and not interesting, whereas Awakening the Nightmare was. Um. <laughs> So if we got more of the former, it would stink. I think it's important just to remember how they're how they're framing this game. Like they've separated the campaign, separated multiplayer. They've, they've positioned it free to play for at least half of the damn experience, and they've said it is a life service experience. Don't worry about it. I mean, they're they're setting um setting expectations. And from Halo 5's post release support, I have no confidence in them actually doing a damn thing. So they'll have to actually show me and give me confidence with uh, actions. Rather than uh, vague teases, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we will. We will yeah. see. I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't think those concerns are unfounded. No, I think I'm a little more optimistic um, in my expectations than you are. But I definitely understand why you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so yeah, for sure. The thing is, plans can change. That's the thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm almost certain whatever they had planned for Halo Five changed after the game came out. And I, I just want to get more more of the story and not have to wait a half my life for a little bit more. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you'll just have to read more Troy Denning books. Um well and and speaking and so, of... just the record, I, I, I don't I don't dislike Troy Denning's work. He's a he's a he's a he's a solid author. I, I I'm just saying that. I would... Yeah, I'm I'm just giving you grief because it's fun. <laughs> um well, and uh, that ties in with the, to put it in aside, that ties into the next uh, Halo novel we're getting, um, which is going to be in March after the game releases in 2022 is the Halo, the Rubicon Protocol. Um, and this, I guess, is going to connect uh, or sort of be... Actually, it's kind of weird in the sense that Shadows of the Reach and Divine Wind and the Rubicon Protocol are all basically serving as lead-ins to Halo Infinite. Uh, but this takes place um, with the UNSC mounting resistance against the Banished um, and probably ties in uh, to the Zeta Halo stuff as well. So at least that will give us some more stuff uh, while we're waiting for video game content. Um but in addition to all the the campaign previews, uh, we've gotten the continuation of the Become marketing campaign, which, if you remember, before the the much maligned uh, E3 demo with Craig and the stuff of of Legends, there was a pre-rendered trailer um, 
with a Halsey voiceover talking about, oh, you can make all this cool gear, but uh, it doesn't matter until there's a person inside it. Um, and that was the quote-unquote become campaign. Um, and so we haven't heard anything about that until very recently. And now we've gotten, uh, as of this recording, three spots. Um, they're the quote-unquote UNSC archives. Uh, so there's three of them together. Unspoken, Project Magnus, and Lightbringers. Um, and these all sort of tie in tangentially to Master Chief uh they have one is a uh, interview or a testimony from a Marine uh, who recovered a Jekyll personal defense gauntlet, which I guess the implication here is that it's the, uh, the gauntlet that as Halsey's journal mentions, someone ends up getting into like 10 years down the line and using that. And then another 10 years after that, they use it to develop uh, the UNSC's modern energy shielding. Um, Project Magnus uh, takes place in 2549 and shows a scientist uh, figuring out how to do the grapple shot uh, and includes in context of the the ad it's it's affecting but out of context this picture this sequence of someone just shooting a grapple shot and then immediately getting slammed into the wall is hilarious <laughs> um peak halo physical comedy uh and then the final one then or maybe not the final one but the most recent one that dropped uh today actually was lightbringers uh which is set in uh, 2552 and it's um they're this mine that's uh, digging up ore used for the Mjolnir exoskeleton. Um, these miners get trapped. Um, and there's there's not much to that. These are definitely, uh, I would say, in some respects, I don't understand who these ads are for. But then again, before Halo 3 came out, if you had told me, all right, we're going to make this giant diorama and pan across it while a Chopin prelude plays. And this is going to be the greatest video game ad of all time. I would have thought you were crazy too. So I guess I don't understand what sells video games. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But these are, uh, they were interesting in terms of like minor details for uh, Halo fans and giving you uh, a flavor of just stuff we don't see in the games in most content um in some ways as a hardcore fan i'll take the dedicated world building that helps shore up as a casual fan what the f- are we? <laughs> yeah i i don't think i mean i don't think casual fans are going to find this or care it's once again like all right this is whatever uh there's no explodey stuff so i'm not paying attention to it um in a lot of ways they remind me of the remember reach ads lots of people were comparing it to the 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 believe ads where they have the soldiers talking in the museum of humanity i think these remind me more of the remember reach ones which everyone remembers the explodey ones with the spartans blowing up uh the ship but there were actually a, a bunch of smaller vignettes that tied in with that that just showed like regular people on reach doing stuff i don't know i think they're interesting but yeah this is really just sort of like, I don't know, show a director, give you three minutes to make people tear up because of stuff in the Halo universe and no one else is going to understand what the hell is going on. 
<laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah. That's why you've got the the whatever is coming out on Monday as the stuff that regular people will probably care about. Uh, you were talking about um, not knowing how many there were going to be. Um, I think it's been stated somewhere that there are only going to be these three. Um, okay. I, I don't think I've... I saw them mention that in the Halopedia service, so don't take my word on that if they just pulled it <laughs> if from If it's somewhere. Halopedia, it must be true. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's it's amazing. It's It feels weird that we've gotten all this new stuff. Like, oh, wow, it's just been like three weeks since the, the campaign overview, and we're getting <laughs> new stuff. But also, the game is coming out in a month. Less than a month. So it's it is kind of do or die time now. And who knows uh, how much of this they've banked from last year too? Yeah. Well, I presume like if they they had all these because it's the same agency who did the uh, become stuff for E three. Presumably that was all shot in the can. Uh, <laughs> maybe they changed it up. I mean, with the uh, COVID filming and stuff, maybe they had to adjust things. It's convenient that yeah. Aside from the last one, they're basically just single people in rooms doing stuff. It's um, a good point. That might explain why there isn't the the more bombastic live action ad this time. Uh, but yeah, we're we're running down to the wire and whether or not they banked it or not, we're we're getting into the, the final marketing push. Yeah, it's exciting. Wow, a new Halo game's coming out. How crazy is that? It's been six long years. It's like forever. Well, speaking of like plot threads waiting for 10 years like we've been waiting for a game more of that chunk i'm like wow i have my own concerns uh for the game just hardware wise but in terms of everything else i think they're hitting the right notes i mean especially if the if the multiplayer comes out early we'll have a time for the danny corner to talk about that stuff for infinite if 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 I get my hands on it day one or whatever, and it's it, it's it's it is as I feared, and I'll be I'll be more than happy to express my displeasure. Yeah, stay tuned for that, folks. Uh, anything else, Steph? Before we go, um, I, I, overall, I'm still look I'm looking forward to it. I'll have a uh, some concerns. We'll see if those are justified or not. But I'm just what I'm just glad to see Halo's story moving forward one way or the other after six years. Hell yeah. Amen. That wraps it up for this show. Uh, thanks for joining us, Def Guru. Show notes and linked for the episode, as well as articles and more, can be found on our website, fordatodon.com. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Check out our videos at YouTube at youtube.com slash fordatodon, or follow us on Twitter for updates on all our content at Dawn. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.